selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Yeah, yeah, well, I would say, do you think I'm famous? Uh, To certain people you are. Let's let's look up the definition of famous. <laughs> to certain people, <laughs> yeah. To certain so people, everybody's uh, famous. Famous definition. Right? No, uh, depends on how many people. <laughs> Here we go. I was searching for podcasts, and you guys came up on like the top five of the music ones. Wait, wait, the top five music podcasts. I think so. That's weird. Uh, uh, maybe that's what it's turning into—a music podcast. Like I'm talking about music, which I'm totally okay with. Yeah, I'm that. okay with that. The definition of famous is known about by many people. Sample sentence. The country is famous for its natural beauty. Synonyms. Well-known, prominent, famed, popular. Like freight. Mm-hmm. Freight is famous. Yeah. yeah. Freightmas. Let's look up Freightmas. Let's see if that's... Oh my Let's gosh. look up Freightmas. Uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, known about by many people. You're famous. <laughs> what makes you say you're, you don't think you're famous? I don't think, and I've said this, I don't think... I think 90% of Christians don't know who I am. Really? And I think that's high. I bet it's actually more than that. 90% of Christians don't know who Jesus is. Wow. <laughs> There's a hot opinion to kick off the show. Jesus, Dang. Duke. You just gave the church a spanky spank. <laughs> that was God's backhand. John just gave the church a spanking. Here's God's backhand. to Jerusalem. Bend Ready over, to conquer and level it. Hey, followers of Christ. <laughs> Time for a spanking. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> what is it? How does it go? Let's go. Hey, let's so we can play either God's backhand or I love bread because John doesn't. That was Oh. Those drums kick in. Mm. <laughs> This is a song Levi needs to dance to. It, it, you know what? This will be the song. I love that. For Levi, it is. Yeah. E-A-D. I love bread and bread loves me. E-A-D. 
<laughs> oh, it's about to go down. Oh, triplets. Power synth. Is that Yoda? That's the same synth player as uh, from White Snake. Yeah, same guy. <laughs> Let's get toasted in here. Break it down. I feel like there's really good dynamic in that wow. song. Wow. Yeah, the song's better than it should be. Yeah. You know, Way we need to make the Muffin Time song for yeah. Levi. Yeah. Because he has a muffin after the, the thing show it, right now. The thing about that muffin. song is that you play it because you're you're trying to be ironic. It's like it's a silly little song, mm -hmm. but you wind up actually liking it yes. as like a that song. song. Yes. And then and then you're kind of embarrassed. <laughs> There is a song. <laughs> oh, I Levi has to hear this. <laughs> Look how happy he is. <laughs> this has to happen on stage, for sure. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Hey, what time is it? Oh. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm in love with that. That's going to be blasting in this bus every night. Little banjo. Oh, yeah. Wow. There you wow, go. Wow, man. So How'd you find you start the show Muffin with Time? A bang. Nothing I've personal against Levi and Muffin Time, but I think I like the bread song a little bit. This show has been so high in carbohydrates. Can't you tell? So far, yeah. I feel bloated. <laughs> Our apologies to all of you who are gluten intolerant oh, for this body yeah. break episode. If you're a celiac, please do not listen to today's show. Yeah. Gluten-free Muffin Time? Yeah. I didn't realize that it was... Because you just say muffin time. Well, yeah, I guess we a, should... Uh, you didn't specify. Do a what are you loving. I mean, we're not going to top that for the next no. hour, so we might as well just... Good. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Good you know, episode. Top of everybody. songs? Yeah. yeah. We, we got a bag. With to, a bang. We, we started it at. too good. There's a bag to look at into. A bag? Freak got a bag over a there. Beak? Yeah. To look what? At a bag? What? That looks like a wine bag. Oh, yeah. Give me that bag. A wine bag. I already opened it. But you Did know. you? Oh my god. I'm sorry. Gosh. I couldn't help myself. There's a spoiler. Hip. See, if you're really famous, you wouldn't care about it. Yeah, I don't think you're famous. You open <laughs> if you're famous, you wouldn't care about famous that. Famous people gift. don't so care about They don't care about gifts. You, you open yeah. my mango and pineapple fruit. <clears throat> is it real fruit? You can tell how, how yeah, famous you are by how uh, much you appreciate a gift. Uh, do not open till podcast. And Too this late. was from Micah, by the way. Micah? Shout oh, yeah. out to you, Michael. We met Michael, him. this is from last night. Met him. Uh, Tim Hawkins and crew, I knew that Tim wanted to do the yoga pants video but didn't have a starter kit. Mm. We looked for fruit for freight and thought this would be just as good. Oh, and Caleb, I tried to find hot cross buns but couldn't find any for... You. One one penny, two penny. <laughs> no. Love your work, guys. Sincerely, Micah. Monkey. I'm gonna guess the next word is 
you. Oh, that's his, his address. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, can you read his address, please? Could no. Find, <laughs> couldn't find so any what is cross this? buns. Those yoga pants, I'm uh, assuming. Yoga it's, uh, yeah, they are. Yoga pants. There you go. Starter kit. They they are are those, and I couldn't tell. I think... Hmm? I think they're actually women's extra large. But I don't know. I mean, it didn't say. Are they supposed no. to be, though? What? That's what the song's about, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually what they should Here's be. Here's a question. Do you own any sort of workout equipment um, similar to that of yoga pants? Like, what? do you have running pants yes, that he are, does. like, tighter than they should be? He does. I can vouch for this personally because tonight after the show... A lady, a lady walked up, and she was wearing exactly the same pants as you. What you were wearing on stage tonight? Well, oh, she wait, wanted me oh, to know that. Jeans. Wow, you changed the question, and now you're attacking yeah. his uh, manhood. Uh, I was asking no, I am not. If, if he has, if if anybody did, that lady who was wearing his pants tonight. I think he was, was good. In the she jeans. was wearing his pants. Those pants have those got the, have got the. I'm also rigid. a okay. though. Here's the deal. I went out. With, I went. Uh, I was with my wife and my daughter, mm-hmm. and like I want to get some. You know. Some new stage clothes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> First store we got to was Pac Sun, which like it's like you know it's like Forever Twenty One. It's like no, I don't belong here. I'm a creepy old guy. And uh, there were some you know skinny jean things over you know skinny jean things over there. Yeah, see, okay, he definitely skinny didn't jeans. belong in there. Right. Cindy went to Sears. And old skinny jean things. Them skia, and I was sweating a little bit. But then I tried these on, and it, these are kind of. Kind of, I was made for this. Are you talking nice. about those pants with the ridges on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And try a shirt with them. I think this is really good. So I've been wearing them for for several months now. Well, so are many women in the audience. Yeah. Well, they're men's. I mean, I'm okay with that. So is she wearing? Is she wearing man's jeans? Good is question. Man's oh, jeans. Oh, well, that could be men's jeans. No. Male I, jeans, I know, but, you're, but you're asking, do I have any? Yeah, I was asking, do you have any like running pants or anything that resemble yoga pants that you wear in public? Oh. Yeah, I've been doing the the new look at the at the club is the um, I don't want to say spandex, but the the real tight under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the thing, compression pants. Wear, like, yeah, the compression yeah, pants. Yeah, but you wear shorts. shorts over them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good the, look. That's the look. Yeah, that feels good. I've do you have any that, that. Uh, just go all the way up and you don't wear shorts? Wow, that literally look like yoga pants. That's what I'm asking. Oh, because uh, I've seen guys wear those, and I may have a pair. <laughs> really? Go cool. cool. put them on. You well, them they're not here. I okay. totally would. I'll bring them next weekend. Yeah. No, but they. Yeah. I was in New Balance, and their store, looking at some of their clothes, and they're way overpriced. Yeah. But they had this pair of running pants that are the same material as yoga pants, but they're like they're thicker, and they're for men. Mm-hmm. And I tried them on, real tight. Originally, one hundred fifty dollars for thirty dollars, so I had to buy them. Yeah. You know, even if I wasn't going to wear them, right? And they're great, even if I, I wasn't, wasn't gonna outside wear them. in the yeah. cold. Mm-hmm. And I'll say yeah. they're more comfortable than the other ones that I own. Do we always have to go here? Yes, <laughs> every time I'm on the podcast. Every time, um, going oh, he, where? Uh, I was just trying to get under. Just more comfortable. He ordered chicken fingers today, oh. and we uh, we I talked know. about the dilemma. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wish that Gosh, you were we gotta there. Gosh, we got to go there, too. To... And I thought we were past that. I thought we all agreed when Tim wasn't there that, that it was... Do you was... still play with blocks? <laughs> <laughs> see? Do you still see? poopy your panties? Pants? He's got Lincoln Logs. <laughs> Do you see? You're, you're in Caleb... You have, what, eight grandchildren now? Caleb... You, do not eat, you do not deserve to eat chicken fingers anymore. 
No more. That's why he eats chicken fingers is because he has eight grandkids. Yeah, I think it turns over at yeah. some point. Uh, like when you get well, to a certain age, you just kind of turn into a baby again. So is I, this, I, is I, this I, what we're going to do? No, like, no, 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 no. You're not even going to mention that almost everybody else at the table ate the same thing? No, no, That's right. not, not a necessary detail. Only if your grandkid relevant. has not eaten their chicken fingers I'll can say, you eat theirs. Like Including Bill Grading, who was the... Promoter tonight. Bill Green does a lot of things, and I ate chicken fingers as well. And so did Freight. And you're going to throw me under the bus? Well, yeah, yeah. I get thrown under the bus all the time. Why not you? Because you didn't expect it from him. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just you expect expect it from Freight. Yeah, you expect me to order chicken fingers. Yeah. He's so, why is everybody looking at me I, like I'm the one? I, that is the first time I've ordered chicken fingers. I don't unless it was Chick Fil A, which is chicken nuggets. It's different. Yeah, yeah, right. You're, you're normally much. You're way above chicken fingers most absolutely. of the time. Here's a question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when he ordered said chicken fingers, mm-hmm. he also ordered them with barbecue sauce. Oh. How do we feel about that as a dipping option? <laughs> That's perfect. Well, it's better than ketchup. I would say it's better than ketchup. It's perfect. Sure. It is. Better yeah. than ketchup in general or just for said the tender? Idea what, else of would you, what, what else would you dip them in? Honey, honey mustard. mustard. Ranch. ranch. Everything goes in nah, ranch. I don't, ranch. Is, I don't like honey mustard. Yeah. Regular and I don't mustard. Like, and ranch is for salads. Ranch is the Russian hockey That's team of dips. It's you can't top it. Yeah, it's the best. You could dip ranch with, in any. Yeah. You could put ranch in ranch. I know yes, people dip ranch. I mean, that's either for me. It's either for vegetables, like like veggies, raw, celery, carrots. Can we get some more examples? So why can't Broccoli. so we're gonna make gonna make snow peas? <laughs> when you say vegetables, Sorry, list, dad. Uh, snow peas, <laughs> almonds, walnuts, <laughs> bamboo, bok choy. <laughs> Edamani. Edamami. Edamami. What is it? Edamami. What is that crap? Isn't it Corn flakes. Edamami. <laughs> Lucky Charms. <laughs> wow. Well, Levi asked me uh, yesterday, he goes, hey, Freight, can we get some sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce on the bus? <laughs> he was. He, I forget what he was eating. See, now why is he that, goes, why is that okay? Baby Ray's? Why is it okay for him to get barbecue sauce? On the bus, because it's not it's a way for me to put for. chicken if, in if it. If he's going to use it for a tender, I'm going to say no. We can't get that. What is wrong with that? Yeah. I just feel you like barbecue put your foot sauce down is, at some point. Yeah, barbecue sauce is meant. <laughs> what? It's meant <laughs> That's for iron sharpening iron meat, like smoking meat. Because That's he set me up. Sauce. Don't it you is, see how he set us for up? Smoking meat. Hey, you're saying that <laughs> yeah. ranch? Wait a minute. You're saying, smoking meat. You're saying ranch can be used for <laughs> everything? Smoking meat. Why? Why can't barbecue sauce be used for everything? Yeah. Ranch can be used for everything. Yeah. What are you digging for? You're I'm getting a nitro around cold brew. in the fridge. It's time for some coffee. I don't know. Because it's... What time is it? Oh, we gain an hour. We're fine. I'm... I'm... See, Caleb acted like it was no big deal. Like, it was like, we're so over this chicken finger thing, and we just did it for that one podcast, and it really... And every, and then you even said it was just Tim. Tim was the only one that had a problem mm-hmm. with it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Caleb was all Mr. You know, Metropolitan. Uh, it's like, and, and yeah, it's no big deal. You can eat whatever you want. So everybody orders chicken fingers around here, and the first thing he does when you turn the podcast on is, Brandon ordered chicken fingers today. <laughs> I'm a loose cannon, man. I'm full Brandon of surprises. Brandon chicken fingers. Yeah. Isn't he a he's dope? A, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's no fear. He doesn't. How did we feel about that meal, though? What do you mean? I mean were gonna, you guys okay with it? I'm certainly not going to say I enjoyed my chicken fingers. Yeah, you better not. You yeah. Keep your mouth shut over there. I enjoyed my chicken fingers, so there you go. I, I mean, it was one of those places. I wish you would have been there, Tim. 
Because it was one of those places mm-hmm. where, like, we didn't really pick the place. Like, Bill was just like, hey, we'll just get a local place, and we figured yeah. we could get whatever, wherever. Mm-hmm. Well, it was kind of like, it felt like an old Applebee's, but it was a local place. Yeah. And we opened the menu, and it was, uh, it was all, like, covered in laminate, and all of the pictures looked really Old and yeah. kind of like uh-huh. it's been around a since little the yellow, 80s. kind of yellowish. Everything was greasy. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they like they clipped them out of a Waffle House yeah. menu. And I don't know if we've talked about that before, but I, I I find that I kind of judge people if they take or, or if they either take me to a place or they recommend a place that's not good. I will. That's points against them. Yeah, I so it affects like, that. I don't really like that person. As it affects much. the relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's fair. Like if you like this place, who you know. Well, actually, Bill didn't take us there. We were sitting at the signal. We got in his car. And I said, well, what's Rockney's? I go, he goes, yeah, we can just eat there. So we pulled in. So who took us so there? So he actually took us there. It seemed like well, it was I his car him, said, and he what? was driving Rockney, it. So it, yeah, like but I said, Rockney? it sure seemed like he took us there. Well, he, he <laughs> I mean, he drove there, but I said, right. why don't we just eat there? And he goes, okay. Was he at gunpoint? <laughs> Even if he was at gunpoint, he still is the one who literally took a finger pointed at him like a. If Bill Granning jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge, (laughs) Freddie? If it had chicken fingers in it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that driftwood or a chicken finger? I don't care. I need to take that chance. Bill Granny jumped off a bridge with chicken fingers. But it was one of those places that, like, I was looking at the sides, and they had veggies as a side, but every every veggie side came with a side of something else. Like ranch? like a ran- like homemade creamy ranch <laughs> sauce or like uh, Brussels sprouts with cheese sauce. It was all like it had to have some sort of unhealthy element for them to put it on the menu. Yeah. One like ranch. Yeah. Kind of like just a greasy diner. Mm. Well, yeah, Bill did know. tell us of some healthier choices for lunch, but everybody pretty well was doing their own thing. And I want to make care. a proposal. Yeah. Actually, go ahead because whatever you're about to say is going to well, be. I was going to say you guys used to be all about cheddars. And I think it was your Freight. mom. Loves. My mom loves your cheddars. mom was all about cheddars, and we went to cheddars, and it's like, oh, <laughs> have somebody wheel you out. Oh, uh, so that's can a I no. Get a, no to the cheddar get a, sponsors. It's like ice water that's not fried. Everything was fried. Fried ice water. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything was <laughs> fried. Uh, so you've been they traveling. I mean, best. you guys especially have been traveling for a long time, mm. right? Doing the, the the work thing, traveling for work. Yeah. So, are you still interested in finding local spots, or would you rather settle for a spot that you know is safe, like a Panera, a Longhorn, Outback, something like that, where you know that there's some consistency there, even if it's kind of boring? Um, it depends on. Okay, there there's differences. Um, like if you go up to the Northeast, you're going to want a sandwich. Right, because uh, in the Northeast they make the best sandwiches, yeah. cheesesteaks, all that kind of stuff. So you're probably going to want to, you know, it, it's like if that whatever that area is known for, like in Carolina, we're looking for barbecue. barbecue. You know, mm-hmm. um, if we're in San Antonio, we're going to get Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, mm-hmm. but you can usually kind of tell if you're in a small town. There's candidate probably not going to get something that's. You're probably going to stick with Applebee's or... Right. If you're Denny's Canada, you're going to get... IHOP. Poutine. Poutine. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. I feel like every once in a while, though, there's a small town that has, like, a hidden gym. And so are you, like, 
would you rather just not find that hidden gem and be safe? Or, like, do you want to mm-hmm. find the one in Massillon or wherever we are, Ohio? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I agree with Monty. That <laughs> Is Monty your new name? I guess. Full Monty instead of naked. Oh, Monty. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Monty. And he looks like a Monty. Mm-hmm. You Monty. do look like a Monty. Do I? I've yeah. never gotten that With before. your hair? With your, <laughs> with your hair. What do I look like without my hair? Well, I don't know. Just the way it's cut right you now. Look like a, you not, look like a bald monkey. It's really short, but there's enough for it to move a little bit. Like if Who you ran in the wind. Where do you get your hair cut, Monty? I go to Reed's Barbershop, and I love it. It's over... Wow, five bucks? Uh, it's with? 14. Okay. It's pretty expensive. It's like a... Wow, yeah, like 14 they, bucks they do, yeah, for they that? Yeah, they do like the... <laughs> they do like the full face shave and everything. Is that like too. off of Church like, Street? It's great. Not for fourteen dollars, but is that off no. of Church Street? It's over like by three sixty four. There was one off Church Street, but they, they didn't used to it be down. there. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's a question: yeah. uh, Do you want to go to like a local barber shop, or you feel, or do you want to go someplace where you're safe? I think that's mm. a completely different question from my question because barbershops like you want to go, you you go, go where yeah, everybody okay, knows was, your name i know i'm i'm sorry for ruining that uh, well whatever have you guys yeah, ever been I think without the, his hair he looks like kevin kevin just kevin yeah. just yeah. a kevin a yeah. kevin have you guys been to men's hair saloon where yeah. they have the little it's yeah. such a cool place they have the little uh putt-putt thing and yeah they have a little a little deal the big checkerboard nice. and yeah. they have the put, put, i think they have free drinks game on. they have beers or just like Didn't soda uh, and water i was gonna like, say if they call it a saloon they should have some wasn't that an, something besides putt putt wasn't that an ex la ram that started that oh was a it? football player i thought i thought i know that Not a saloon, i thought that huh nothing well it's been years ago when those they started them, but. Was it a, i'm not sure <laughs> Go back to chicken strips. Oh, it's just a kind of like say. a cranky grandpa on the bus. About to say like strips. you get really excited about gifts, but anything else, you're just kind of like That's just the, the noise I get from you. Yeah, I, this is, uh, I went over to Frontneck to get my. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm I'm you're making that kind of. What does sure. that mean? Kind of, it's like it's the a, nicest area in St. Louis. Oh, it's where the athletes. Net. It's where Saks Fifth Avenue and Lululemon stores are. Yeah. Okay. Now you know what we're getting at. Now I got it. So anyway, yeah. I'm at uh, the Knack, <laughs> and uh, I'm with Muffy and you know <laughs> Tiffany. So we're pushing the stroller around, <laughs> and uh, no, um, the Untuck It store. Where I got my wear Untuck oh, right, It right, shirts. Right. Yep, yep. I go in there, and they uh, and the lady was like, "Oh, can we like some water or some whiskey?" Or some real? Yes, they had bottles of whiskey up there. I guess the guy who started the the the, the company's a whiskey enthusiast. Complimentary. Interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Would you like a? Why, yes, I a would. A snifter or whatever. Well, next what time, would you drink whiskey out of a boot? Just like a little whiskey glass. <laughs> a boot glass. <laughs> a dirty <laughs> glass, sir. <laughs> next time, Josh, just make sure you have a little lemon with him. I'm gonna You're stop a real in cowboy. There. You drink it yeah, out of. I, I mean, I didn't. Right right I bottle. just thought that was really interesting. It is, There's is no cool transition out. like whiskey, Gatorade. Yeah, you know, a like beer. 
Yeah. Just water, water or whatever. whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Seems like that's what they should it's have at the hair saloon. Should we do that at the meeting? Uh, this is high on my neck. Can you get a belt of shirts? Is all shirt? Just take another shot. I hope there's some guy that just like hangs out in there all day. Seriously. You know that scene from Elf? Where he keeps taking the the brochures from the guy on the street, <laughs> yeah. and say, "Thank you, no, thank uh-uh. you, no, thank you, <laughs> no, buddy, you're done." <laughs> all right, all right. Speaking yeah. of Elf, here we go. Segway. <laughs> Whoa. It's a segue. Uh, all right. So I went to a uh, thespian uh, conference. What does thespian mean? A thespian is uh, it means that you are a uh, hot air balloonist. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> Thespians right. race horses, right? Thespians and <laughs> that's about as obscure as yes. the hot air balloon. Relating thing. to yes. drama in the theater, we no, got it. No, let's stick with horse racing. An actor, hang on. Are you using the adjective or the noun? Because that does make a difference. The noun. Uh, an actor or actress? Correct. Okay, continue yes. on. Actually, I don't think it's even politically correct to say actress anymore. You have to look Stop that up. What is it? I mean, what are you supposed to say, actor? Here we I'm go. not kidding. You're just supposed actor? to say actor. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. We're not going to get this story out if we. All let's right. Just, yeah. Let's just go. No, with, no. Let's, let's go down this off. rabbit trail let's, now, let's and then come back to chicken fingers. Why don't we all call, call them all thespians? Why don't we call them thespians. flaming thespians? Whoa! Strike two. Smacking the church. Smacking the arc. This will be my last. Bend over our community. Time for a Brandon spanking. That's right. You're going to give... Never mind. We'll just say they got branded. So what about the Thespians nice. Festival? got branded. Tell us. Well, it's a, it's a I, I can't wait. It was, a, it was a conference. And so it's high school oh, kids. So this dude gets up. He's one of the keynote speakers. There's 1,400 kids in there. And uh, he gets up and goes, hey, guys, uh, my wife and I... She's standing there with him. My wife and I travel around, and we get to speak a lot at these Thespian concerts. You know, we're just all about the, the arts and theater and everything. And we're from Utah. And, uh, uh, you know, things, are, things happen, you know, small town in Utah, but we still have stuff that happens. And uh, he said, uh, at the airport in our town, uh, I found out that when I, I went to the airport to fly out here, I found out that Peter Dinklage had been at our airport, and we just missed him by less than an hour. So that was pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm in the back of the room. Nobody's reacting. And I'm in the back of the room thinking, okay. That's like, that's like you go to a hotel. George Washington almost decided to sleep here. Well, I, I was thinking, okay, you, you live in a town where the most exciting thing that has happened to you is you missed Peter Dinklage. <laughs> hey, stuff still happens. Hour. Stuff still happens. Right. But my thought was that... I, I kind of admire people like that because I think they have more fun lives than cynical people like me mm-hmm. because all of those little things happen and he's like excited about it. Well, I found out that uh, <laughs> I found out that Martin Luther King Jr. his motorcade went down the street where my house is and so I just missed him by like 45 years. <laughs> Exciting! <laughs> I know. Well, that should, look at it, feel that. I got goosebumps. Yeah. That, feel that. That should make you less cynical. Glass half okay. full. Yeah, you yeah. should be less cynical now. But I thought it was great. You missed to miss Peter Dinklage by less than an hour, and you're like, "Whoa!" And you're like, "Man, we almost saw him." He might have been right here. My heart was fluttering. <laughs> <laughs> How tall do you think Peter Dinklage is? I don't know. 
Okay. You think he's he's not? <laughs> I think he. Well, I think topic. he walks under. He wa- I think I he don't walks. Know. I think he walks <laughs> under the TSA gate when you go to. Which would be Show how tall? ID. TSA gate. So that would be. <laughs> they're like, they're like, like, wait a minute, sir, feet. stand behind. No, do not go under the gate. Wow. <laughs> and you're not going to say anything to him. <laughs> I don't think we need to. It was so blatant. I don't think we have to say anything. No. Okay. We treat freight like just a, call like me out. Sociopath. It's kind of like I'm not. <laughs> just, just gotta let it happen. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's almost as if. <laughs> It's know. almost as if I'm not here. <laughs> like any yeah. brain damage yeah. person, it's yeah. like yeah, he gets a pass. <laughs> They're like, ah, he's just—he doesn't he's, know what he's, he's doing. Just talking again. He I'd say Peter is uh, three foot two. Really? He's that's got to be really short. Than that. Yeah. Okay. No, I think he's thirty-six. That's thir- what is that? Thirty-eight inches. Three. I bet he's nine. How much is that in metric? Uh, six foot. I think. I'm gonna say he's. I'm gonna say he's over four feet. Yeah, tall. he's over four foot tall for sure. Yeah, Pretty I'm gonna say that could be. Could be I'm gonna seven say feet, four. Right? <laughs> I don't think so. He's I'm between four and seven feet tall. Four, 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 four. Okay, Brandon. I'm only number. four feet eleven, four, but four, I'm going to four, heaven, five. and it makes me he's feel four, five feet tall. Nice. Boom! Price is right. Five inches. Yeah. Okay. See, that's more exciting than missing him at the airport. Guessing, guessing his age guessing on his this podcast. Height. Yeah. His age. I said his age. Oh, I don't know his age. 30, 37. No, he's older than uh, that. He's 48. Yeah. Wow. Oh. I didn't realize he was that. He's old. up there. <clears throat> That's almost one inch per year. He just actually <laughs> never stopped. <laughs> Is he like a reptile? The older he gets, he's actually he gets one. He gets one inch taller every year. Like a box turtle with a big turtle. He's oh. getting bigger. I hope I make it to ninety six. Yeah. Like in ten years, they're gonna be. You know. Yeah. In ten years, they're gonna be like you know, Peter. Yeah. We've had a good That's run a math on the Game of Thrones, but you've kind of outgrown us now. <laughs> when he's 90, he'll be seven feet tall. He'd be too old to uh, dunk. Yeah. Uh, your character, uh, we just, we're going to have to go a different route with your characters. I really so. like that guy. I like to watch him act. I thought he was funny in Elf. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's great. <laughs> well, now he's like a superstar with Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't watch Game of Thrones, and I don't know anything about it. But I, I heard either. the other day that they're waiting to release the new season until 2019, which what? would mean that they would go what a That's year like and a April. half. Yeah. Why so long? The build up to keep people yeah. wanting yeah. Build up the people I wait. I mean, think crazy. Star Wars. I mean, you know, you put out. It's a movie though. Like, don't even talk about Star Wars. Well, well, it seems the way shows people watch longer. shows now, it's different. They watch the whole season. Really, That's true. I mean, it's. I don't think that's going to be a big deal. I guess the show is so it's so deep too, and every episode's like a movie. That part they can of the probably get away with it too is that I guess the the writer like the show has caught up the, to the where the writer wrote all the books and then gone past it, and you so mean, they're like, I don't know if they're the, waiting so they're for actually, him to write more or know. if they've just written their own stuff or what it is. But interesting. I think that's part of it. Interesting. <clears throat> what were you just saying? You said don't about say Star Wars. Yeah. What do you mean? You seen the, the Star new Star Wars? Yeah. Did you? What do you think? Um, I liked it. I haven't it's seen. It's fine. I mean, I'm not. I don't really lean one way or the other. I don't hate Star Wars, but I don't love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. 
I'm not going to like hate on certain discrepancies about the movie because of previous movies. Like I just don't, because it was a little before my time. I didn't grow yeah. up with Star Wars. We're like, as you guys did, you know? Yes, we did. It's just like, oh, that was a cool CGI thing. You know, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't get the same feeling. It feels like different. It's a different feel. The, the, the cinematography is amazing and the graphics are amazing, but it's just, I wish they would have put more into the old feel, the old, like, inside of the, the Death Star. Mm-hmm. It was a very black and white feel to it. If they would you mean in the early ones? Enhanced, maybe just enhanced what they already had as opposed to just doing what everybody else does. The same graphics as Star Trek and all that, that other stuff. I don't know. I don't That's know. a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it did feel like in the old movies in the Death Star, all the saturation was just like taken out of the mm-hmm. colors. Yeah. yeah. And it was very well, like... Well, you know, it was like 1977. So no, but in the Death Star specifically, everywhere else there was... You know yeah. the end of Rogue yeah. One? It was at Rogue One where they go... It, it, it makes it. It takes you to the first episode that came out, right? That like that, yeah. where it's just that feel. That you know, that's that's Star Wars to me. Where yeah. this other stuff, where they go these other planets, it's just it. It, it just didn't feel like a, a Star Wars movie at all. I feel like it would have been cool if they were shot cave. in film and made it look older and kept up with yeah. the vintage. Well, now it would be vintage. You know, the feel of those movies. But mm. Solo looks really good. The previews for that. Really? It's the movie yeah, about Han incredible. Solo. It looks real good. Plus Donald Glover's in it, which makes me happy. And yeah. I like that those are separated because they don't really have anything to do with the original story. I mean, I guess that one does. But they're not like, a part of the original series, so you can kind of judge them individually. That's what most of the fans are upset about. Is that they're creating those movies that... Is it, yeah, that the new... That Disney bought the franchise and they, they killed off everybody, like what Tim was talking about. Like the original, all the, the original lore from Star Wars has now been. Right. Yeah, I didn't like, like Mark Hamill. He was just, I didn't like what they did with the. I liked when Luke. he drank the milk from that giant reptile. <sighs> did you that, actually? Yeah, I thought that was a beautiful scene. That was absurd. The other thing, too, is like... <laughs> it made me want a bowl of cereal. <laughs> that would be, that would be funny if you just squeezed into a bowl of cereal. <laughs> that would be a great place for some product placement, like Count Chocula or yeah. something. The new actors... <laughs> I was going to say actresses, but we can't say that anymore, right? No, just you the new say actors. Actor. Okay. The new actor. Maybe like some Lord Vader. Like, it would be a Darth Vader cereal. Yeah. Chocu-Vader. Chocu-Vader. Yeah. There are better <laughs> actors than what the original Star Wars had. Like, the original Star mm-hmm. Wars wasn't meant to be, like, a five-star film. It wasn't meant to win awards. It was just kind of a meh, like, when they made the first movie. And so then you reintroduce Mark Hamill with all of these other really incredible grade-A actors, and you're like, huh, <laughs> he's really not a good actor. He kind of sucks. <laughs> You know, yeah. and he's Mark Hamill. He's Luke Skywalker. But right. you just when you see him side by and side with the girl skating medal too. What? That was Dorothy Hamill. Oh, <laughs> that was his that sister. Was not only a... all right, that was his sister. All right, uh, go ahead. I didn't like all the the lines that they wrote for him. Like he was supposed to be this dark, disturbed, like person and there was just all this like comedy that was trying to be thrown into it and that was like my biggest problem with with him and that character 
Mm. Star Wars has always had the kind of quirky comedy, though. It's always been kind of like cheesy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Greatest character in Star Wars. Who was it? <clears throat> if you say Jar Jar Binks, you're sleeping That's outside. That's what I was going to say. Jar Jar Binks. Are you for real? Have you heard the... No, you're not. The Fantastic uh, character. No. Well-developed. Well-rounded. <laughs> beautifully acted. Had everything Have to do with the movie. Have you heard the conspiracy that he is like the ultimate Sith Lord? Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. That all that of his... Doesn't matter. In his own way, he is, because Have everybody you hates him. conspiracy <laughs> that he is the ultimate Sith Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? And he's wearing a totally different vest that he should be wearing. <laughs> It's different. The, the the book is different than that. Did you get that? You can't hold a Sith light taser gun. The pockets don't fit. They're not. It's not even on the. Sh- it's not even. It's not even a shooting hand. Do you know? Do you know people like that? Hand? Do you know? Do you know any people like that for real oh, yeah. in life? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in this frame, he I was, called oh a buddy of mine to ask him what he thought of Star Wars because he knew he's a big fan, and it turned into a much longer conversation than I intended it to if be. If you know more than ten characters from the Star Wars, all the Star Wars movies, then you're a you're yeah. A it was uh, he yep. was defending the movie and talking about how good it was, and was going back like four movies back talking about this that was related to this and I was like yeah, yeah I just don't care that much as no, long as the I spaceships fly around and do some cool thing it's like I'd like to watch I got my blow 10 up. bucks I just, that is, like, it's, it's so nuts is they, they will spend hundreds of millions of dollars on these movies and just mind blowing stuff and at the end of that you go how was it it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We've been spoiled. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, three years of work by probably 5,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah and right. the movies that make it in the theater are in the, you know, like the top 0.2%. Like most movies don't make it to the theater. Right. And hardly any movies get great reviews mm-hmm. like Star Wars or Black Panther. Did you guys see Black Panther? I haven't seen Not it. Not yet, no. Nope. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Alex, did you see it? I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead and spoil guys. it for everybody. Guys, was it better than Wonder Woman? I didn't see Wonder Woman, but I heard it, great things about that mm-hmm. movie. Mm. Wonder Woman was good. Was it good? It was great. great. I go loved ahead. Wonder Woman. See? Whoa, yeah, he did. Hey, who played Wonder Woman? Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal, Gal Gadot. That's not a name. Well, he did. Gal, Gal is a legitimate name. There's there are men named Guy, right? But we can't do that anymore. Guy and Gal. We have to call them all Guy. She's an actor. Did you see that gonna... uh, post? I can't find her. You can't find Gal Gadot? I, can't, I don't know how to spell it. G-A-L. Type in Wonder Woman. G-A-D-O-T. G-A-D-O-T. Oh, Gado. I thought you said Digo. It was Gal Digo. Oh, there she is. Oh, she's very That's pretty. That's what we said, Gal Gadot. <laughs> Israeli act. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I've seen She's uh I've seen her before. Uh, Israeli, it's like Wonder Woman. isn't she? She's Israeli. Israeli. Mm-hmm. Israeli. Oh, what else is she in? She's in uh Justice League. Uh, Justice Sneaky League? Pete, I think. Isn't oh. she? Oh, really? I, I think know. that's I the girl know. Sneaky Pete. Uh no, it's not. She just looks like her. Anyway, okay. Batman v Superman. Um what else? I was going to ask you guys something else. Um Ugh. I don't remember what it was. Fred, are you tired? Nope. Okay. Well, I could always ask. I could always ask I can't questions say that. if you want. <laughs> oh, do we want to talk about that? Oh my gosh! I got some questions if you want me to ask them. You know, it's funny. As I was back there packing, 
going home, and I look, and I look, and I see John's suitcases open, and uh, <laughs> he has the Joel Osteen board game in his, you know, packed away in his suitcase. Uh-huh. So I guess you're not done with it. You're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I was no, totally throw it away. No, I was thinking no. it was gonna go in the trash. I thought Tim <clears> was <throat> gonna take all the pieces, just stand up in the middle of playing, and just and gather just them all it. and just yeah. dump them into yeah. the green room trash. So we can. played. We played the whole. We played the board game, sort of, yeah. well, sort of. which yeah. is called. And we kept. It's, it's called Your Best Life Now. Right, named after and the book. Named to, wow. And it's a legitimate board game, right? Yeah. And it's so, the Osteen board unfortunately, game. so we played it, well, and uh, we captured the whole thing on my podcast. It has the part. Of a legitimate board game. Legitimate. Do we so what's the, how do they get to your podcast? Uh, if, find, if you just type my name, just type John Brandon into iTunes, it'll get there. It's called Comedy Sojourn, but either one will get you. And then, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole episode of us playing this board game. Did you upload it or mm-hmm. edit it? Yeah, it'll be. It's up. Is that really the entire episode? Is us just playing the game? Yeah, it took it. <laughs> yeah. It was, How long was it? Was a, it was fantastic. Chunk, it was right? beautiful. Like Forty-five minutes. Wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> it was more than that. It was more. It was over an hour. Um, uh, so John an is, hour John of delightful. Is, uh, John is a board game aficionado. Mm-hmm. Loves board games and chicken figures. And yeah, so he pulls out this, and we just, just cracking up laughing. Uh, it's a Joel Osteen board game. Yeah, you got to go f- seven levels, right? And, and then Read the, the board. You have the levels. The actual there. board yeah. that you play on. I mean, it looks like, uh, like it's, it looks like Scientology. It looks like, like what a Scientology would create. It looks like the Scientology create. version of Candyland. You know how you go in like the, you go yeah. in the S. That's what it looks like. The Scientology version of minus Candyland. the candy, yeah. right? Minus the candy and the fun. Really, <laughs> to take all the fun and intrigue yeah. and everything remotely interesting out of Candyland. Take yeah, take Candyland if L. Ron Hubbard was in charge. <laughs> I think it's like taking Willy Wonka out of the chocolate factory. Scientology mm-hmm. land. Taking Willy Wonka out of the chocolate right, factory. So and here's there's nothing there. Yeah, I have a few of the sample questions that I pulled out oh just in case that we ran out of thing. In case you guys wanted to stop making fun to, of what I eat, happened to pull those out of his sweatpants. Yeah, I pulled pocket. them out of my sweatpants. Um, <laughs> out of his he goes. Hoodie. I have some questions. And so, he pulls the stack of cards <laughs> out of his pocket. Yeah, uh, it's just it's hard to describe. But uh, you can hear the whole thing on the podcast. But here are some questions. I'll just ask these questions, and uh, and uh, and you guys feel free to answer. But this is the sort of the board game is full of these. There's like 400 of these cards. Well, kind of walking through the game and like how the questions apply to the game. I, so don't. Uh, there was actually a mirror in, in there was, included yeah. in the board game. It's a small like part. a mirror that would fit in your wallet. Yeah, but this could be fun. Look into how it. would you explain the game? I genuinely don't know how I would explain mm-hmm. how the game is actually played because you don't really win. We, well, yes, you, know? you do. I think we all won. Every win, everyone wins. <laughs> I think we all That's won. That's the point yeah. of the game, that everybody wins. Um, well, there was like seven stations that you go on the game, and yeah. the, the last one, the pinnacle was choose happiness or something like that. Yeah. It was choose about to be happy. Choose, choose to, be to be happy. Choose to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really a but game that we points to you towards goals. positive thinking. Right and reaching your goals and your best life now. Right, we had to put our goals. This was the pinnacle. We had to write our goals down on a piece of paper, 
secretly, and then we folded them and put them in the miracle envelope. It's called My Miracle my Envelope, miracle. <laughs> and yeah. you put all of your... And Tim actually figured out how to actually open the miracle envelope, which I was did. not immediately self-evident. No, I thought it was just, yeah. Yeah. So he, once, we got it, once we got the miracle envelope open, we put our miracles in there, and then at, the, at level seven, we pulled them out, and then we, at random, remember, and we had to write down how we were going to help each other get to those miracles. And that was probably the most heartwarming part of the game for me. Mm-hmm. I had a little lump in my throat. Yeah. Um, yeah. You felt which, loved. Which turned out to be vomit, but... <laughs> yeah, it was a lump. <laughs> yeah, it was a lump. All right, so Tim, mm-hmm. uh, say something nice about yourself in the form of a political slogan. For example, John Smith, vote for a truly truthful man. <laughs> um... Let's see. Um. <laughs> Afraid to sleep. Afraid to sleep. Tim Hawkins. <laughs> A voice you can trust. I don't know. <laughs> A voice you can trust. <laughs> Tim, A voice? On, Tim Hawkins. Why not? <laughs> Tim Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Hawkins, a voice you can hear. <laughs> a, voice else would take a, a voice that's here. <laughs> <laughs> a voice. Period. Uh, Caleb, why don't, you, uh, why don't you have a slogan? Mm-hmm. Political slogan? All right. For you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a brain fart. I thought you were going to say a question, and you said slogan, and I agreed to that. Oh. So, come back to me. Let's do one for freight, then. All right. I got one. All right. Oh. Freight. For your future. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That's not yeah, bad. That's good. You ought to consider running for office. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, Caleb, uh, on Gilligan's Island, who would you be and why? He probably doesn't even know the character. Are <laughs> you looking, it up, you right looking up Gilligan's Island? <laughs> yeah. I know the show. I don't remember all the characters. All right, though. Tim, on Gilligan's Island, who would you be? Um, probably the professor. Why? Because uh, he had nice, clean, you know, press shirts. <laughs> and he had, you know, the khakis. He had the best yeah, style. So they they the all, all of their clothes stayed pretty clean. Yes. And yeah. they wore the same clothes. Yeah, they did. You want me to go? Yeah, you have. I would be the professor. Wait. Because he was the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. be Marianne. Of course you would. Because she was from the Midwest. I have a question. Why is this question in this game? Yeah. There's no thing to do with the game. Uh, okay, Alex. I, now the next question is for you because of that. Because of that. Because of that snide comment. Yeah. You get the next uh, question. Anybody, what physical attribute of yours do you guess that others want to have? Oh. I like that Alex? question. Yeah, you got an answer for that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to. I was trying to think of something. Funny. I've been told that I have soft hands. My eyebrows. Yeah, I would say my hands. <sighs> I've been told by multiple women that I have nice eyebrows. Yeah, do Dang. they do those at the barber shop? No. Is that no. part of the fourteen bucks? No. I've told that. I've been extra. told that I have nice legs. Bye. You do have nice legs. I can see that. Nice girls used to <clears throat> tell me they like. Whoa. I really like your legs. Like in the Uber fan line. No. <laughs> Where'd you get those legs? So, uh, you know that, that song, 
She's got legs. That's actually about freight. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gibbons okay. of ZZ Top wrote that about freight, but he changed it to "She's got legs." <laughs> we need we need to emphasize for the listeners. He that knows these how are... to poos them. <laughs> poos them. We uh, these questions literally are coming off of the cards that are in the game. Yeah, okay? this is the Joel Osteen game. Yeah. So and uh, what what was the name of the cards though? No, these no. cards are develop a healthy self image. Yeah. So they these, all from the same one? These are the ones that you look at. You're supposed to look into the mirror <clears throat> oh, and say them. The mirror and say yeah. Them. Tim had one of those the other day. It was like, uh, look in the mirror and say a compliment about your feet. Was mm-hmm. that what yeah. it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say something Look in the mirror. Yeah, say something yeah. poorly about your feet. I, I was, yeah. There's no way that's actually on the card. There's yeah, it's no there. It's on the card. And Tim nailed it. He did. In my did. opinion. Tim nails yeah. everything. Um, Solid. Is, Thank you, guys. Yeah, perfect. This is so, so Man, this perfect. is my best life now. I know. Uh, I love you guys. Tim, <laughs> serious question. All right. Does it say that on the card? No. Okay. I can just tell by, <laughs> I can just tell by reading it that this is not... Okay. I know. No more horses around break, but Yeah, but be serious about this. Is there a celebrity or historical person whose oh. hair you would like to have as your own? Dang. Yeah, Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) Only you would say Einstein. That would be great. He had great hair. He did have good hair. Uh, Caleb, what color hair would you like to have and why? The one time I get up to get a water and take my headset off. That's payback. Trying to hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. Uh, What color hair would I like to have and why? Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> I like my hair okay. I like it okay. You know, Caleb that, colored it's hair. It's all right. That's Caleb colored hair. So whatever color my hair is now, I would like to so you're keep okay it. with it. All right. Freight, do you feel your particular ethnic background helps or hinders you? <laughs> <laughs> why or why not? I like that the question doesn't let you get away with a cop-out answer because they follow it with why or why not. Freight, your particular ethnic background. I guess that my... Does it help or hinder you? Irish background. I guess my Irish background has some sort of an effect on me being such a grumpy person on the bus. So does that uh, help or hinder uh, you? Uh, it helps me. <laughs> He's a little from my perspective. From my perspective, it helps me. So kind you're of unaware. These guys all are just a bunch of jerks. <laughs> they find grouchiness generally helpful. Racist. All right. Yeah. Freight privilege it, is what it's called. <laughs> Freight privilege. It helps to get us from point A to point B. Now imagine that we're. This is part of a board game. You gotta. You, we gotta keep putting this in context, right. or else you're gonna. It doesn't make as much sense. All right, Tim. It doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah, I, I, Tim. Yes. Serious question. Yeah. From the card, Alex, you go ahead and read this so that they know that I'm not making this up. Is this your card? Number C. <laughs> Do you have a comb or a brush on you right now? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> what? That's the question. Do you have a comb or a brush on you right Here's now? Here's what I love oh about this gosh. game. That's how you get to your best life now. Is Answer that... it honestly. 
you could make up literally anything, and at this point, we would believe that the car said the card said mm-hmm. it. Oh, I believe you. Do you have but the a game comb is or that, brush like, on you right now? Yeah. No, I don't. But <laughs> what does that do, do you for think, a person? Here's what I think it is. I think this game is meant for people that don't know how to have social interactions, and so it gets them talking. You know. No, I don't think this game is for us. No, no. I'll tell you exactly what this game is. How isn't. does that start a conversation? Yeah. Hey, this you game got isn't a for anybody. It's that my theory is that it, there's nothing more terrifying than a Christian with a dream. And that's what this is. It's some Christian, Christian dork who had a dream and it just fell flat because nobody told him no. Well, it's a Christian boy. It's a Joel. Oh, well, no. This person should have been told no. And there was nobody there to do it. Okay, well, maybe... No! No! <laughs> no! Maybe... Come on, yeah! Go on, yeah! This game is for absolutely nobody. Maybe yeah. I Go should... Girl, re- yeah. Maybe I should read one more question before you pass such a harsh judgment. <laughs> All right? Well, maybe... It, it, has been, it has been kind of 50-50 right. up till now. Maybe, yeah, right. maybe we yeah. should let this last question okay. here... Be the determining thing before you say that. All right. So this carries wow. um, this carries a lot of weight. Tim, Joe. Yes. Uh, since you're the one who's the most negative about this, I am not the most. Ne- since I can't you're the, the one negative. who is no, clearly the most negative. Yeah. Let's see the glass half full. Okay. I, seriously. Okay. Does was, anybody find any hope in this game at all? I was I'm, kind of your life after playing I'm this game. Serious, well, I like. I was like exact. I was kind of like excited. Like, okay, I might. Yeah, I might, we we might get a little bit of something yeah. from it. Hey guys, I'm going to go on top of the bus right now and jump off. <laughs> so I might go with you. That's how I feel. Well, well here's, I dedicated an entire podcast to it, so I think I'm a little more excited about <laughs> Before it. Before you read that question, yeah, my favorite part about this, the entire experience was that <laughs> in the beginning, Branion was so stoked about this game, and we didn't know what it was. He unveiled it, yeah. and so he gets it out, and he's like, "We're going to play it right now." Mind you, we had just eaten lunch. He did not ask if it was a good time. We just all happened to be in the same room, and he goes, "We're gonna play this." And he turns I knew on the you'd podcast. Say no and he goes, I asked. "Oh yeah!" Before hey, we Carl, were at the table eating, and all of a sudden he has his recording device. People just, are still eating. We gotta yeah. move things out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And so about ten minutes in, you know, we're laughing. We're like, "Oh, this is fun." Everyone's kind of secretly hoping that we'll just yeah. wrap it up any minute. Yeah. Forty-five minutes later, we're all just like hunched over, <laughs> sweating on ourselves. Yeah. Ours about to quit comedy crushed. and go home. I'm gonna just jam this. I'm gonna just jam this board game up your backside. <laughs> I'm gonna jam this golf pencil in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make this my best day ever. Well, yeah, and the reason I didn't ask is because I knew you would say no. I've had experience with you guys in board games mm-hmm. in the past, so what is that supposed to mean? It means say what you're, you're not saying. Not always been what? very I've nice always, to me. I've what? always played your board games. You've not always been nice to me. The only one that I didn't understand and thought was semi worthless was the one that we played on the cruise, where it mm. took an hour just to get <clears> into <throat> the game. Like you had to position yourself. That's the space right. game that we played with Michael O'Brien. Mm. Those are games that I don't like. Yeah. When it takes an hour just to, as so a new that's, person. That's why I didn't mm. ask. Hey, yeah. you, what, what would you have said if I go? Hey, you guys want to play your best life now? Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, exactly. I'd love to try it. No, All I right. like the initial reveal. Yeah, I think on the cruise, yeah. Michael wrote like four songs during that game. He he was he was writing songs. Yeah. Well, most of John's <laughs> games are like you know cones of Dunshire. <laughs> <laughs> like there's 800 you characters know, you know. and spells and. All right, 40 dice. A, I don't even understand the language on some of the games he plays. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking well, about. Well, I think you're going to understand this, and I think it's going to turn it around for you. Um, last question, Tim, the most negative guy. Tell each player 
what kind of vehicle best represents them and why? Um, Freight is a tricycle. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got his basket in the front. Uh, John, John is a Toyota Tercel. You know, because they're so... You don't see very many of them. They're pretty unique. But they're kind of underwhelming. <laughs> you see a lot of them on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, Monty, you Monty. are... That's such a Monty you. is like a... Monty. Like a... Like one of those flatbed tow trucks. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's always, you know, cleaning up messes and... Oh, see, that's kind of nice. You actually Wait have some. It. You actually have and some function. Not a lot there. Some well, utility. It's like, you know, you know, he's there if you need him, but yeah, not much to sit around most of the time. Yeah, for like <laughs> four years four and years. never. <laughs> <laughs> I think it still works. And, you kind uh, of expect to see a bunch of grass growing up underneath him, and yeah, and uh, Caleb is living. like a Caleb is a ripstick. <laughs> And I don't know why it's came to my mind. Rip, Caleb is a ripstick. <laughs> That's good. I like that. It's like meaning. How is that? Yeah. How? What, what does that have to do with anything? See, I'm thinking. I don't I'm understand how it's thinking about my this. job to how? explain the significance of this. I mean, if you can't see it. I don't know how to. I don't know how to help I mean, you. It's like the, the Holy diversity Spirit. of questions that you just went through. Yeah, is mind-boggling. Right. And his name, his face is on that. Yes, it is. They had to okay that. Yes, it is. And it's not just on it. He's smiling. I feel like the way that we feel about this game is the way that the listeners feel about the podcast. <laughs> They're just yeah, like, that's a good point. What did that? Is Why there a are category? we doing this? Yeah. And he put yeah. his face and his name on this. Yeah. So, yeah. What is the per- why am I doing yeah. this? What's see? the purpose of this? You see, show? you see what the game has already mm-hmm. revealed. There's a, there's a whole <laughs> other level of ourselves that we understand now. But we're not for promising that game. your best life now, though. That's true. Well, your best. We're promising for that you won't be bored podcast? in the car. What is the yeah. purpose of this? What are we? What are we doing? <laughs> See, you would have never. We're now that announcing question. this is our last episode. If it wasn't for this board game. I think this has been a huge success. I mean, well, we had we had kind of a it was kind of a philosophical weekend. Yep. I mean, John asked me before the show last night, "Are you ready? You ready to do the show?" I don't know, I forget what I was like. I was like, "Does it matter? Does it matter?" <laughs> I like that answer. I, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm, let's dissect. I was like, that. "Why? You know, why am I doing this?" Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. does it matter? Does it? Does does any of what we do matter. Here we go. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's 57 minutes in, and this is when we go off the rails. Uh, See, to me, life is, I, is too complex and amazing and wonderful and awe-inspiring to not be purposeful. Right? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Dak Shepard. I'm joined by Minister Mouse Monica Padman. Hi there. We have a really fun show we want you guys to join. Uh, we talk to celebrities and professors and lawyers and doctors and very smart, interesting people. And we find out how messy their lives have been, how many twists and turns it took to get to where they're at, and a general exploration on the messiness of being a human being. And of course, Monica's, you'll get updates about her 
love building life. project, love life, <laughs> you name it. So if you want to join us, please follow Armchair Expert to get new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Plus, find your other favorite podcasts free on Spotify. Wait, are you, fact, you, you want me to give you the, the philosophical? That, the fact that we can even contemplate purpose is an, it's, it's something that we, we take so much for granted. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it's a uh, life like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. Say that like Gonzo. Life like a box of chocolates. <laughs> never know what you're going to get. There, do you feel better? Are we back on track now? Yeah, we're back. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. I think that we take you know, just just everything so so for granted that it's just it's just ama- it's amazing that things exist at all. I, well, I saw your I, tongue in your cheek. I, what are you about to throw on us, Mr. No, cynical? No, here it's we go. not cynical. Here we I mean, go. Not, it's not just realistic. You're just going to mock me. I'm not going to do it. I'm do not it. Even gonna, All right, no mocking. Go no it. mocking. We promise we will not mock you. <laughs> Aristotelian right off the bat. philosophy. No. We'll no. wait. No. no. We'll let it simmer. No. And then the mocking will come. I promise I won't mock <laughs> no. you for at least no. two I can't even. I can't even get barbecue sauce without being ridiculed. So I'm not going to talk about philosophy. Uh, but okay. actually, what you said is uh, it is has philosophical substance. The box of chocolates? No, yeah. not what you said. Okay. <laughs> Nothing Who's you said, said was has any your substance. Favorite philosopher? If my, you're into that kind my of favorite thing, favorite philosopher. Yeah, if you've gone that deep, I know because uh, philosophers are just kind of like wow. Well, they've all got they're tough. Some pros and cons. Uh, tough reads. I have. Uh, uh, well, there's a there's a, a book that I'm. Working through by uh, uh, Phaser Ed Ed Phaser E F E S E R, and he's talking about how just what you said that we, um, you know, it used to be that people didn't think that change existed. Uh, there was a, uh, a school of thought that that change didn't happen; that it was an illusion. And uh, when the philosophers first started going, yeah, uh, things do change. Um, it was like revolutionary for people, and we look back at it now and go, "Well, what a bunch of boobs!" You know, of course, of course, you can't. But, but people, you know, we didn't, we didn't know anything. We had to figure all this stuff out. But change, the fact that change happens, is is according to uh, it, it's one school of philosophy that says this is actually proof that there is a God. There has to be a God. Um, the fact that, as you said, that we're sitting here right now having a conversation um, is demonstrates that there has to be something beyond us that's bringing us into reality that's actualizing us mm-hmm. because nothing actualizes itself we're not making ourselves exist so right. something has to be making us exist at this very second mm-hmm. and that's what the that's one of the things that the philosophers put out they go well if we're you know nothing actualizes itself nothing changes itself if you've got a you got a cup of coffee sitting on the desk um, that cup of coffee has a bunch of potential things that it could do. It could, it could cool off. You could spill it. It could stain the carpet. But it can't do any of those things by itself. Something external to the coffee has mm-hmm. to bring about that potential. Right. And that's true of everything. So we have potential. 
but we can't actualize well, we any of those potentials ourselves. Game. Exactly. But the Joel Osteen, and that <laughs> Tell is... Tell me something I don't know. Well, the Joel Osteen board game is actually the thing that brings everything about. Yeah. Um, no, it's actually God is what they suggest, that there's something out there that actualizes. Yeah. That's pure actualizer. But see, this is what would happen when you start to talk about philosophy. It doesn't... It's not interesting to people. I think it is. Unless... Exactly. I think it's very interesting. interesting. Yeah, I do too, because we I, never really get that. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot, of, a lot of podcasts about you feel philosophy. <laughs> yeah. And that's mostly what I find interesting. I especially like when comics talk philosophy. Because a lot of comics, I'm being serious, because a lot of comics are into that. Yeah. And a lot of comics are very, like, <clears throat> just very deep thinkers, contrary to what a lot of people would suspect. Um, Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would say most good comics are fairly intelligent people. They have the ability to write material, and and comedy is kind of an, an insane idea. And so I think you have to be a little bit, a little bit kooky, kind of like philosophers are. Well, I just think it's that a lot of like myself, we question authority. You know, that's I think one of the. Um, common characteristics of a comedian is mm-hmm. we're not good with authority. That's why we get in trouble in school. And I do. I had. I still do. I, I struggle with any you know authority. People tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or who are you? Yeah. You're gonna tell me what to do. Yeah. What? I say, Tim, it's time to go on stage. He goes, I don't want to. Yeah. He's uh... no. You know, my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite classes. I should say, not my favorite. One of my favorite classes. In college was my philosophy class. That and my speech class. Those were my two favorite classes. And of course, I had a, yeah. I had a. Um, he was an ex Lutheran minister who was our philosophy teacher, and uh, he he was he knew his he knew, he knew his, his philosophy he knew his philosophy he knew his Bible, and there was guys that would challenge him. And I got to know him through the semester pretty well. We'd talk after class and stuff. And (laughs) these guys would say something, you know, they had no idea what they were talking about. And he was, he was, uh, he would start lecturing and he would write on the board and then he would like, he start on the left. He would draw a line all the way over to the right of the board and start writing. He'd just keep writing. And then he'd draw in the middle and keep writing. And by the end of the class, the board was just full of, of notes and everything but he would he would literally take down these guys that thought they knew something he would just it knew was amazing stuff. he knew his stuff and it was funny cuz these he would just some kid would ask a question and then he would never ask another question in the class again because it was just like you know he's, he was really trying to be a smart That's aleck good education he was trying there. to be a smart aleck you know well this guy who wrote this book Phaser, was a was an atheist and he was a college professor and, and he, this guy's a believer, and he so. became a, well. He became a believer because of the philosophy. He decided that teaching philosophy the way it was normally taught in college mm-hmm. was just this bunch of it was a bunch of atheistic talking points. And he said that's not that interesting. So I decided I wanted to make my philosophy class interesting. And he was an atheist, and so he started going. All right, well let's let's bring in the philosophy the way that it. Let's figure out what these guys really were saying and make it interesting. And he discovered that what they were saying actually demonstrates um, that atheism is not sustainable. Yeah. And uh, the the 
interesting thing that I've learned so far is that, you know, we talk about causality. And causality is one thing leading to another. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the Big Bang. And we go, well, something had, to, something had to cause the Big Bang to happen, you know, and that's probably God. But, there's, but that's not really what the philosophers talk about when they talk about causality. Um, because they're talking about literally what you were saying, Tim, that the fact that not, that, not that you go back into history to a certain amount of time and this leads to this leads to this leads to this leads to this. What they're talking about is the fact that we exist right now at this second means that there has to be something beyond us sustaining us. It's called a hierarchical um, series of things. Like you've got, he goes, he talks about coffee cups a lot, but the coffee cup is sitting on the table, but the table is being held up by the legs underneath the table. And those legs are sitting on the floor, which is on the foundation of the house, which is on the earth, which is, and that's a hierarchical structure. So the cup in, is where it's at yeah. because of all the hierarchy underneath it. And he says it's the same way with our existence. We do, we didn't, we're not actualizing ourselves. So the fact at this moment that we're here means that the, the hierarchical structure has to be sustaining us. You know, it all has to be in place at the same time. Yeah. It's not one thing after another, after another, after another. It's everything happening simultaneously like, or else we would just wink out of existence. Yeah. It's like um, an old pastor friend of mine said, you know, people would say, well, I don't believe in God. He goes, okay, what's on your wrist? He goes, a watch. He goes, do you believe that there's a watchmaker somewhere that made that? Well, yeah. Did you ever meet him? Well, no. Well, how do you know he made it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's true. You know? Well, didn't, and Josh, I mean, didn't Josh McDowell, he kind of started with evidence demands a verdict mm -hmm. really to prove the Bible and beliefs wrong. I mean, that was. Yeah, but McDowell got that from, from that, that idea was put forward like back in the 1600s. Right. But I mean, but he was yeah, going to write yeah. a book and try to prove it himself and he found yeah. out that just as you went through that yeah that's yeah. that's, See, that's what amazes well, me is you, that even back thousands of years ago people were thinking of these these questions that we're thinking about right now you mm -hmm. think that these are new questions they're really not most of what we talk about they, they've already been and it's not been recent it's been for three four five thousand years yes right. for a millennia and uh yeah yeah, those guys were just, that's all they did. They just. Well, and you go and you read through the questions. scripture then, and the scripture has things like, you know, in him we live and move and have our being, and that the, and that the power of his word, and the power, it talks about the power of Christ's word sustains all things. Yeah. You know, and that's. In the beginning was and, the word. And philosophy, you go back to philosophy, you take that from a, just from a tertiary, you know, biblical perspective. It's like, oh, that just means that Jesus sustains everything. It's like, no, literally, if you go back and look at what the philosophers are saying, even people who are not necessarily Christian philosophers, they're saying that, yes, something is literally sustaining all things at this moment. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just cool. It's cool to see how all of that stuff sort of lines up. Yeah. What does the word philosophy mean? Philo, is that love, right? Like Philadelphia, the love. Philo. Stand by. Um, Sophie, what does that mean? Can you find out for me, please? Well, I love dun, Sophie, dun, my daughter. Dun, dun, dun. The study of the fundamental of nature of knowledge, knowledge, reality, and existence, especially when considered as an academic discipline. Okay. So you're basically studying the structure of 
thought, of wisdom, knowledge. Knowledge. I find self. it interesting when um, most of the guys that I listen to are not believers, and I prefer to listen to guys like that because um, I just enjoy it. And it's funny. Not funny is the wrong word, but it's interesting to hear these guys talk about an energy or they'll even use the word God to talk about that thing that's holding us all together, but they won't associate, associate it with the same God of the Bible. Right. And, but they'll still call it God. And so you'll, if you haven't heard them talk before, like say you, you're listening to a certain podcast or reading a book by a guy and he doesn't talk about the introduction to God. He just starts calling it God. You don't realize till like 30 minutes in or 40 pages in that like, oh wait, he's not talking about the same God that I believe in. Right. He's referring to God as an energy that's holding everything together. But there are like so many parallels between that quote unquote energy and the God of the Bible. And I feel like they just write off the God of the Bible because of things that they've seen in Christians now, but yet they'll reference these quotes from these philosophers that may or may not have been believers, but are referring to the scriptures hundreds of years ago. Right. So it's like, they're letting these, they're all about like looking in the past and everything, but letting these modern examples of broken humans disprove quote unquote, the God of the Bible. And so they write it off as like an energy. Yeah. Well, philosophy is fascinating um, because like, like in this book, he covers all of that stuff. He covers omnipotence and omniscience and, you know, omnipresence and all of it from, uh, from a philosophical point of view. So it's not, it's not a bunch of scripture, you know, the Bible says this and therefore it's all, it all makes sense from a philosophical, but it's not easy. It's not simple. You don't, Mm -hmm. You know, you don't pick it up in a paragraph or two. You got to kind of knuckle down and and dig into it a little bit. Yeah, but he, but it makes sense. It's almost like, it's like it's like I think of it as grammar or as like when you you type something out, you just use the you just use the, the keyboard. But philosophy is getting in how the keyboard actually works. It's like yeah. you're seeing how thoughts and and you know. Uh, um, yeah, like knowledge is even built. It's the building blocks of thought. Where what what basis does it have? Where are we starting from? Defining the terms because that's where you get, it gets tough is when you actually defining the terms that we use, and that's where arguments break down because people are using terms like God and like this and that. That when right. they think it's different, it's different things. You know, yeah, right. They think God is something that's different. Or- well, it, it's one of the things that's that's really fascinating for me is the way that they define the way they define God philosophically because and they sometimes they refer to him as God sometimes they refer to him as as the source sometimes yeah. they refer to him as the unactualized actualizer but they all it all means the same thing and they and they talk about that philosophically it's like you're talking about the same thing and f- there's philosophy that demonstrates that there can only be one God I mean from a from a philosophical standpoint there can't be there cannot be multiple gods because there can only be one one source because by definition um, God is uh, he, he contains everything he contains all of the potentials he has actualized all of the potentials that exist there's nothing there's nothing that God lacks. There's nothing that God needs to grow into. There's nothing that God needs to do to be more perfect. Everything is already 
How is that different than freight? Actualized. Well, it's he encompasses it's all. Only different from freight uh, mm-hmm. in regard to the uh, you know the, to the he's fruit. got the whole word in yeah. his hands. That song. It's about freight. <laughs> He's got the whole world. <laughs> and he just grins. He's got um, you and me, brother. In his hands, he's <laughs> got you and me, sister. So this guy's name is? Uh, Ed Fazer. Ed Fazer. F-E-S-E-R. Okay. How, now how um, do you come up? How do you run into these books? How do you I, uh, find your materials? Because you had to podcasts. I read blogs. You had a really interesting uh, book you, you led me to. Is it Schro- Schrader? Uh like Gerald Schroeder, Gerald he's one of my Schroeder, and, and he was talking about time, and he was talking the about the elasticity of, of time, the science of God, and how you know that time is is not it, it changes. It's like there's a possibility that that time was. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, not a possibility. It's it's Einstein. It's yeah. uh, Einstein's relativity of time. The yeah. time actually that slows time is not down. Constant. Yeah. Time slows down when there's... The faster you go? The faster you go and in the presence of more gravity. And okay. so Schroeder's thing is that the uh, that a literal six-day creation and a universe that's 14 billion years old are possible simultaneously. And so, you know, you get the young Earth creationists and the old Earth creationists, and they fight about everything. What does it mean to literal six days? Or was it 14 billion years or whatever? And Schroeder's math is... It's possible that they're both right, um, which, would, of course, would require an omnipotent God to pull it time off. Time is compressed yeah. or something, you know, right. and then it can... At the beginning of the universe, when every all matter was compressed down into a little ball, time would be traveling, or time would be moving really, really, really slow. And then as the universe expands, then time starts to go faster mm-hmm. as gravity decreases. And then when you get to the Earth... With, with that part of creation and, and Adam and Eve, then that's when time starts to go the way we know it now. So mm-hmm. you can look out at the universe and go, my gosh, it's 14 billion years old. But here on the Earth, you know, we're talking about a history that's not that long. And Schroeder says it's, it could potentially be both. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people that, of course, argue with him. But it's also easy it's interesting. to say, which I've always said, is like the idea that we, like, six days doesn't necessarily mean a 24-hour right. day, which is probably the much, much, much simpler, less evident version of what he's saying. Like, I'm sure he has math and evidence and all that stuff to back that up. But Yeah, well, it, the, the, the thing that the philosophers um, talk about is that God has, um, God is unchanging and, and has all of the potential things already already actualized and so so god is pure actuality um which is it's really hard it's impossible to think about but what it means is that um and schroeder talks about this there are people who um who go well god you know god is perfect and so he made a perfect universe and that's not that's not true. Schroeder points out that before the universe, there was nothing but God. And so in order for the universe to exist, God had to get smaller because God had to make a place for the universe. And the universe is not God. God was perfect. And the universe not being God means it's imperfect. And a lot of times Christians 
fall over that. And they're like, no, God made a perfect universe. No, he didn't. God is perfect. And so everything that's not God is not perfect. There's things that it has potential. Um, people argue... One like of, my slap shot. Like your slap shot. It's right. good, it's, but it's, it's not perfect. perfect. It's not exactly mm-hmm. there yet. But people, uh, a lot of times the atheists or the non-believers will talk about, um, you know, about God being... Um, well, if, if God made the universe, then who made God? You know, and you have to, the universe is as complex as it is, it would require a God that's even more complex. And then where did that God come from? Well, mm-hmm. we could take another God that was even more complex than that. And, and it's just as wrong as can be philosophically because God is actually very, very simple philosophically speaking. God has no moving parts. God has no, um, no components like humans have components, we have fingers and eyes and those things. God has none of that. God is is simple. He's he just is, and so he doesn't have anything to break down. There's nothing that needs to grow. There's nothing that's going to potentially wear out and go away. Um, he just he is, and then you can find that in the Old Testament too. That says I am, right? And he says I am. Yeah. And he's who who are you? I am that I, I am. just am. That's. I am. That's it. And when Jesus said that, that's why they wanted to kill him, right? That's why they said, wanted to kill him. Yahweh? Yeah. He said that basically meant I am. And that's what they freaked out and wanted to kill him. Yeah. And, but, but it's cool. It's, you read this stuff and then you go, if you, if you can go in it without a Christian perspective. You can go in it and go, okay, I'm just going to leave my religion at the door and just dive into philosophy and see where it takes me. And it takes you back to, it'll yeah, take I, you back to religion yeah. eventually. For me, it's been more beneficial to do it that way because there are certain um i don't know if they're flags or what they are but certain like discrepancies within philosophy that i've been taught growing up in the church are like scary and like you shouldn't research them or you shouldn't like pursue them when in all reality they're like truth like god just being like you reference like an old testament scripture that we didn't really go over that outside of those words, like I am. Mm. Well, if you try to use any other words to describe that, people get freaked out. And it's like, like if you say God is in everything and God is everything, and people are like, well, that's not, that's not a mm-hmm. Christian belief. Right. Like, and you just kind of like write these things off, like these are Christian beliefs and these aren't. But I don't really think it's that simple. Like, I think that there's a little bit of, it's, I don't know, it's not necessarily both, but it's not just one. Sure. You know well, what I anything, mean? Anything Eastern, you know, Western Christianity, it, it, anything Eastern, I've heard people, they won't do yoga because it's, you know, whatever. They, they won't, um, you know, and Jesus was Eastern, which is weird. Yeah. Um, right? <laughs> I mean. He didn't uh, even speak English. Yeah, yeah. And no, a lot of this didn't. stuff, too. And we like you talk about meditation, you know. You still meditating? Mm-hmm. Naked? And yeah. Are you doing it right going? now? How's that going? Uh <laughs> I am right now. I am. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Get it? But even... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. You're, even you're, like you're that, just, like people will, will shy away from... Even the Bible talks about meditating, the meditation mm-hmm. of your heart and all that stuff and writing the word on your heart where they'll talk about prayer but not meditation because, no, no, we're not going to do that. But it's like how... And I I've learned like through I've, meditation that you can write the word of God on your heart. It's just you can you, you go deeper and you really get into the alpha state and write it on your heart and it makes right. a total difference well Say the it. difference it, it, as far as the way they use the word meditation like when Christians a lot of times will say meditate and they mean prayer um, 
And I don't personally know the difference between prayer and just thinking sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know practically what the difference is. Um, but in Eastern meditation, uh, the goal is to empty yourself of thoughts. Your goal mm-hmm. is, is literally to get to a void. Um, well, that's, I think, that's... So it depends on what you Buddhist, mean by meditation. Well, that, the, the Buddhist tradition, right. that, yeah, they look for nirvana. It's the emptiness of the thought where a lot of meditation, I don't know if you've noticed this, is, and I've, I've noticed from meditating is that it's more of a, you're not getting rid of thoughts, you're learning how to control them. You're just like saying, okay, there's a thought, let it go by. Yeah. It's kind of training yeah. your brain to, um, it's like training your as brain opposed not to just to getting like... rid of you know, the absence of thought. Or Nirvana, or whatever right. it was. Or- well, and they they would do that because they the uh, a lot of the Eastern philosophies teach that everything is an illusion, and mm-hmm. so to spend to spend time it, it gets a little convoluted, but to spend time, you know, thinking about or or dealing with the quote world is is futile and useless. There's a lot of nihilism. In, uh, in yeah, Eastern and philosophy, you're because you're trying to get, you're trying to get rid of desire, you're trying to get rid of, you're trying to get rid of everything. You're literally trying. Nirvana is basically is basically ceasing to exist. Yeah, it's because, escaping from reincarnation, I believe. Yeah. Do you think that that's but you possible? Just disappear. Like, to, do you think it's possible to reach nirvana or to be quote unquote enlightened? I don't know. Like, because there are some philosophers that claim to be, or other people have claimed that they were enlightened. Where they were in such a state that they, I don't know the technical definition, but they like couldn't be affected emotionally. They were just like so, they reached this level of meditation and mecca that they had almost become like a separate spiritual being. Yeah. Which that's super heady and people might want to turn it off after saying that. But like, yeah. that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I know that the goal of, uh, of meditation, depending on your, particular uh spiritual or religious position is different Mm -hmm. you know and christians meditating meditating on the word or whatever where you're not emptying yourself of thought you're trying to do like you said you're trying to bring in some Mm -hmm. wisdom right right. yeah and but i think you could empty yourself of thoughts and that would still be that would still be okay i think meditation is a great example of one of those things that that's like a no-no word like in oh, my sure. in my Christian upbringing is like meditation. Whoa, 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 whoa! Mm-hmm. You know, you well, what hear do you that think when Jesus went like, out in the wilderness for forty days? You think he did what by like devotions? Right. No, yeah. no, he meditated. That's right. what he did. And um, yeah, so that's just yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad that it, it, you know people in the church talk about it's important to write the word in your heart, and then they don't tell you how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of. A lot of times you hear people praying. It's just about, hey, can you pray for my my elbow, or you know. Well, we do a lot of that in church, don't we? Don't we? Don't we throw around a lot of terms about you need to you need to prioritize God in your life. And what does that mean? You know, you need to put God first in your life. You need to, you know, listen to when God calls you and and God tells you what to do. You need to follow. And I I don't disagree with any of that, but I'm like. Well, how do you know? How do you know what? Uh, what? I, I don't think it's that easy. I don't think it's just a matter of, okay, I'm going to really listen now. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's not yeah. that cut and dried. Well, part of it is, I think, which is where meditation can be beneficial is, 
I think you really get to know yourself, like what you're capable of, like those thoughts that you have and letting them pass. Mm -hmm. And like, if you really know who you are and what you're capable of, whether it's encouraging or discouraging, you can kind of weed through those thoughts and feelings and know what's coming from you and what's not Mm -hmm. like, know what is like, if you hear something or you feel something, which is of course up to the discretion of the person that's experiencing it. But, um, like, Oh, that, that thought was definitely from God. Like, that's not a thought that I have regular, regularly on my own because most of mine are sinful or selfish or lustful or whatever. Well, the Brent, the, the thing about the mind, and I was going to ask you about this too, Alex, it's like, I felt like when my, uh, my brain will just go, it, it'll just go and it'll say, well, there's nothing there. I'm going to put something in there. I didn't get, you know, give you thoughts, you know, so it was a matter, it was a difference between my brain running me or my mind, you know, or me telling my brain when I need it because when I need it it's like a great tool like if I have a bit comedy bit I'm thinking of or a song you know like oh there's an idea and my brain is just like this is the greatest thing ever you know because it just oh yeah let me do it but it's still like that when you don't have a a, um, a purpose for it or a task mm-hmm. it'll keep going so I mean was that something where I mean what was your experience or has been your experience with that um I just, I don't know, what popped into my head when you were talking about that is, like, just, like, being, like, you're you're feeling like you need all these thoughts or, like, you have them, like, your brain running you instead of you running your brain or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you're kind of learning how to, like, sit back and, like you said, watch the, the thoughts pass by, but also, like, not judging the thoughts, like, yeah. just, like, and that's that's, like, a straight quote from the headspace app that I use, but like not judging the thoughts, like you're sitting on the side of the road and just letting the cars drive by, like the thoughts go past mm-hmm. as opposed to like, um, like running in the road and trying to either stop the thoughts or like chase the thoughts. Like you just sit back and, and it just helps you to like be aware of where the thoughts are coming from and why you have those thoughts. And, um, which is kind of what you were talking about, Caleb, um, and realizing like, if thoughts are your own or mm-hmm. from something else and all that. So that, that's kind of, and living in the moment too. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of us are just, we're just so always in the future. We're always saying, okay, what, mm-hmm. what's going instead of really being in the moment, that's just what like it kind of taught me how to do. Boy, that changed things for me. Cause I was dealing with some anxiety and just some, it's like, why am I feeling, why am I nervous right now? I'm just at my house. There's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just that it was just that not being in the moment. Um, and that, that really helped me out. I mean, like just being in with conversations, even like when we're doing the podcast right now, the tendency is to, oh, I got a thought. I got to give this, you know, I got to, you know, I'm not really listening to you. I'm just waiting so I can, mm-hmm. you know, right. <laughs> spew out my thought instead of just like you were just, you guys are talking. I'm like, okay, nothing, let that go by and really try to engage mm-hmm. in the moment. And it's, I enjoy living my life better that way. That's really hard to do. It is hard to do, and it's just especially when you're. I've lost. I, I've gained a lot of peace. It's like, I got to be funny. I got to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got to prove oh, we that. We yeah. haven't had a big laugh in a while. So we haven't you know had a big what? laugh. Hey, yeah. You know, this is this this is. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. Watch the listenership plummet like a stone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Who needs those people? <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, I wonder sometimes how much. Um, it, it, were you reading Fast Thinking, Slow Thinking? Was I talking to you? Have you heard of that book? Um, I don't think so. I might, think I was reading Average Thinking. You might like it. There's a... <gasps> book of, 
Great back. There we go. All right, sorry, John. He snapped out of a coma just long enough to <laughs> take a shot at Tim. He only uh, wakes up for freight packs. Wait, would it be funny? I just remember we saw it, the movie it. Yeah. If, like he was looked in the sewer and it's freight's face. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a bite out of that and kid's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. Slow thinking. What uh, were you fast thinking. Fast slow thinking. thinking. Okay. Uh, what's the guy's name? Lindemann. Uh, I can't remember. I can tell you later. Um, anyway, he talks about how you don't have. There, there's certain parts of the brain. A lot. A lot of our thinking, we don't really have control over. Like Kahneman. if I say, "Do not think." What? Kahneman. Yeah, that's it. <sighs> if I say, "Don't think of a hippopotamus," boom. I mean, you just don't have any control yeah. over that. Um, and then there's. Uh, it, it's a pretty fascinating book. But there's there's no real uh, there's no real evidence or no real explanation for exactly how our minds work, and we think, you know, like like you were talking about writing comedy, you, you get an idea for a bit, um, but you're kind of at the mercy of yeah. something, whether it's your brain or whether it's whether thoughts are out there from coming from another source. You, you don't you can't really will yourself. To have ideas about mm-hmm. that, yeah, you know, you can kind of horse around with some thoughts, and you can kind of brainstorm and throw things together and see what happens. But you're sort of at the mercy of something outside of you for bits. And, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm giving maybe I'm giving away too much. Well, rarely will I that, don't feel like yeah. I have. I don't yeah. feel like I'm necessarily the source of comedy. Yeah. I feel like it comes from uh-huh. someplace else. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and very rarely will I write out a bit that it'll, it'll go exactly. From when I write it, it can go exactly that way on stage. It'll be maybe an idea, but a lot of times it's even that nothing comes from that. Right. But it's another. It generates some other thought. Right. And maybe that's just you know mm. uh, that comes about. You're like, I don't know. I, that's the fun part, really. Because like, well, this didn't work. Well, this did. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It does. You know, just showing Jeez. up. It really does introduce a new way of thinking about artists that you respect as well like today we were talking with bill the client of today's show about a popular band that we like and he's he's friends with the guys and we were talking about the lead singer and how incredible of a writer he is and he has something that a lot of other people don't and he doesn't even know that he has it that writer i'm talking about Mm. like he only has what what he has to work with his brain his brain is think about it he doesn't think about it. It just right. literally happens. Whereas somebody else may have to work ten times as hard and may never right. get there. Right. And it's not a matter of skill set. A lot of it's just a matter of gifting. And not that you can't train your brain to get there, but but you can't you train can't. your brain to get there. You right. can't. You know. It's so. I think that's why it's hard. Like when somebody asks one of you guys a question about comedy, like how do I get better at comedy or how do I pursue comedy like well if you're not funny you're just not and it doesn't mean that you couldn't co-write with other people or you might you might be a great performer but like as far as writing goes and this applies to anything whether it be music or preaching sermons or whatever like you only have what you have to work with it's so simple but i haven't really thought about it before (laughs) like that's why you guys write so differently you have different brains right well i mean if if you're not funny i mean you could 
figure it out, but it's going to take you a long time. Well, it's yeah. like you hear about like the 10,000 hours thing. Yeah. So like, I was going to bring that up. It's like, if you don't know that, it's 10,000 hours of anything will give you mastery at whatever you do, whatever you did for 10,000 hours. Yeah. So it's like if you, if I, like I can't write songs. I've written one song in my life. It was horrible. If I like worked diligently, like practiced writing songs for 10,000 hours, then I would be a master at writing songs. And so like what you were just saying, do you think that that's not possible or is it just like, like the guy that you're talking about just has that ability and so he doesn't have to put in that 10,000 hours? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know if it's better or worse or if you achieve a threshold. I think it's just different. Like that guy was destined to be successful you guys were destined to be successful at what you do because of the brains and the giftings that you were given to do it. Not that you didn't have to work hard, but you were given these tools from the beginning and you were given this like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a song and your brain starts firing. Mm-hmm. And not that you haven't had to work to get to that point, but yeah. I'm just... You don't that's have to work as question. hard as somebody whose brain's right. not wired up But you also way. have the desire to do it. I mean, you have the ability, but you also have the desire. I mean, I, I could be a master violin player in 10,000 hours, but I don't want to. I don't have the desire that's, to do that. Right. That's what I was going to say. Uh, that you, Where does that desire come from? If you sit down and go, okay, I'm going to put in 10,000 hours to do that, why would you do that? The, the, the motivation is really all there is. And, but that, too, where does that come from? I mean, are some brains just want to become master violinists, and some brains don't care at all about it? Yeah. And so, what does that mean? Did you ever see that TED Talk that uh, Elizabeth Gilbert did? Mm-hmm. Um, Eat, I, pray, love. Yeah, Eat, pray, love. I yeah. keep going back That's to that. One. You would like it, Caleb. I'll find okay. it for you after this. But uh, she, she talks about uh, genius and how the, the Roman, the ancient mm-hmm. uh, Romans used to talk about not being a genius um, but that's something that we have done that's sort of a westernized idea that, oh, this person is a genius. They, they wrote a book or they wrote a song or they created a painting or whatever. That's it. They're a genius. Um, but the Romans used to talk about people having a genius. And so if you were a sculptor or some sort of an artisan and you produced this work of art and it was not good... Mm-hmm. It really wasn't on you. It, you just had, uh, she said, it just meant that your genius was kind of lame, that they, they really thought that there were these beings that lived mm-hmm. in your shop or whatever mm, and came out genie. and they inspired geniuses. you. Yeah, they were, they mm-hmm. were geniuses. Yeah. And so mm. you had a genius. And what she said that it, it kind of takes the pressure off. So, because she talks about her radically successful, internationally best-selling book, she goes, "It's entirely possible that my best work is behind me now." Yeah. But I'm like, 40 what, years now? old. She's right, a, a international bestseller, crazy successful. But then what? You know, now where, what you where do, do I go now? Yeah, yeah. And she what says, do you got for us? You know, lately. She, you know? she says, "This is why artists blow their brains out." You know, because mm-hmm. they achieve this thing and they realize that's it. it I'm not going to mm-hmm. do better than this. And I'm done. And she's, so she's. She said when the Renaissance came along, it's like that's when people. It was about humanism, you mm-hmm. know. It's about the. It, it, it was everything came from the self, from the mm-hmm. human. So yeah. So then the human became. They were the genius, mm-hmm. you know. So that was the pressure came from. Well, if nothing is being created, it's my fault. So I gotta. Well, uh, you know, it's not coming from anywhere else. It's just me. Mm-hmm. So she would just talk about these poets. You know, in the 20th century, these, uh, this poet, she was talking about that she would just wait for the, the poem would come at her like, right. a, like a train. And one time she had to, it was almost like the poem was going by. 
was going by and she was going to miss it. So she had to go and and she sprint grabbed to grab a pencil or something. Yeah, oh, she, she, it was coming over. She so she felt it coming. It's kind of a weird story, but she felt it coming over the hill. Uh-huh. So she ran to back to the house to get something to write it down with, and it. As it passed her, she grabbed it by the tail and pulled it back, and she started to write it down. And mm-hmm. she wrote down the poem, but it was backwards because she was pulling it, and yeah. she oh, wrote the what? poem down backwards. Yeah, like there was. There, she was telling a story about Tom Waits. Yeah, and uh, he was in traffic or something, and a song came to his idea, came to his whatever. He goes, he goes, can't you see I'm driving? <laughs> he yelled at the sky. Can't the you sky. see I'm can't driving? Can't you see? I can't write it down now. I was just telling my buddy the other yeah. day that I haven't felt <laughs> like writing in a really long time. Like I haven't felt the need to write. But I said, I told him, I was like, this is so cliche artist, but I feel like I have two songs in me right now. And he was like, oh yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. But if you say that to somebody that like doesn't write, or like has never done it they're like you're a psycho what do you mean you have two songs in you it's like you just kind of know like i think there's something in here i just have to get it out and i think that is like like the idea of a song or the reality of a song or a poem or whatever like passing you and you like having to grab it at the right time is totally legit yeah. and i think the best writers that like they know how to recognize when that's happening yeah so i mean and she was but just saying it that it's from? good to show up you know yeah. i showed up I showed up every day at the typewriter, at the whatever, and with the guitar in my hand. Hey, I was here. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, if you didn't want to, you know, if you want to give me the... Of course, we see it as God. As God is our creative right. agent. And everything, so, right. So do you think... Spirit, so. Uh, the more that you write, the more you have the ability to sense when that work is approaching, or are you just showing up every day and it's random? Hmm. I just, I just don't pressure myself as much... I don't know if it was pressure, but I think before I had more of a, uh, I called it kind of a, a healthy pessimism or a healthy anxiety, like, oh, I got to create, you know, I got to, you know, be in that mode if I'm not writing something every other day, just, so. I, I, I have more of a, um, more of a utilitarian outlook now where that I'll just go. Because I, I, the system that I used to write, I can literally write about anything, anytime. Mm-hmm. And so just on, the, on a whim now, I will do stuff like, okay, the first thing that I see, I'm going to write about today. And, uh, and, it's, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. And I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that thoughts come from our brains. I just, I, I don't believe it. I think our, our brains are more like, like radio receivers. I think thoughts are out there somewhere. I think thoughts come from, from the one. Um, sometimes you uh, just reach up and grab the wrong one. Sometimes you reach yeah. up and grab yeah, the wrong do. one. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I feel like um, the happier whatever. I am, the happier I am, and the more, if I'm in a better place, I'm in, I'm in the moment, I'm present, I'm full of joy, then I'm usually a more adventurous with writing, hmm. with with ideas and I'm not as judgmental. Um, like I had a week, a few weeks ago, I felt on, on doing the shows that, you know, I was in that place and a few ideas came out and a few new things and, Oh, okay, well that's going to work. You know, I mean, it just puts me in more of a carefree attitude where I don't really care about rejection. I'm just, I've and flowing with it. I've had, I've had spurts 
of uh, and I'm not a guy who talks like this very much, but I've I've asked God. I've said, okay, I'm dry. I need some stuff, mm-hmm. and it it has worked in the past. Where I, it's like, holy cow, wait, there's this and this and this and this. Okay, well, there's ten ideas right there um, that came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that uh, you're the reason for being? inspired or I guess more successful in your writing when you're joyful has anything to do with the fact that you're doing comedy and bringing joy to people or is it a completely separate thing? Mm. Well, I think it's because I like doing it. I think, you know, I, I like music too. And really I'm, I'm more inspired by music than I am anything mm-hmm. that's inspires my comedy. Mm-hmm. That feeling mm-hmm. of hearing a song where you just, you know, I want to. Yeah, well, I want to bring that to yeah. my act. Okay, that's that's what that's what really inspires. Well, and that's not work for you, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's that's just a thing that you do. Yeah, and yeah. it's not like I gotta go and pick up my guitar and mm-hmm. play that, and it, uh-huh. it's just what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, where does that come from? Yeah. You don't get to, you don't really get to take credit for that, no. right? Mm-mm. You don't really get to go, yeah, I find this inspiring and that's on me. Mm-hmm. That that comes from someplace else. Yeah. yeah, and that really does take the pressure off if you look at it that way. Versus like, this is the gift that I was given and now yeah. I have to be able to manifest it in some special like yeah. you just see it as like I or like was, people say, You don't realize the opportunity you have and the, right. the responsibility you have. It's like no, God wants to be joyful and and you know and that's what he, I think that's what he wants. I don't, mm. I mean, we, we put the quantifiers on it and, well, we have to do this much. And these many people, like, I think pastors get into that. We got to get more people coming and it's all about numbers. It's all about yeah. this and that, or I'm not, it's not like, no, you just do what you love to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where it gets hard though. If you, if you have a, if you, if you have a real desire, we know some of these people that I just, I feel like God's calling me to comedy. Like, God has just called me to be a comedian. It's like, well, why would God call you to do something that you're terrible at? Um, you know, there's some really bad comics out there who are called by God to go and do really horrible comedy. I want um, you to build this house. Yeah. I don't have any tools. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's you're what not going to have any tools. It's when you... It's when you... It's when you, have a, when you have a desire to do something, um, you tend to be... You do it because it makes you happy, because it brings you joy, not necessarily because you're being paid for it, not because you're being recognized for it, just because the thing itself, it makes you joyful. And uh, that's how I am with stand-up. You know, I would do it for free. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just love it. But... Yeah. It, that just sounds like your best life now. Well, that's where I got it from. Um, I mean, is that where you learned all this? Yeah. I got it from game is bizarre all right well i think god is calling me to go to bed <clears throat> that was abrupt okay caleb and i are going to stay up and talk about gonna... uh caleb you can have a good week buddy yep great week <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm loving right now that, is that is that how you're gonna wrap this one up no no i was gonna say I, i'm loving my hockey socks yeah man. uh the, i bought these hockey socks at the what is it called? What the hockey store oh, called? Pure hockey hockey, hockey. hockey And I love check. them. I can't take them off. They're awesome. They go up yeah. to me. They're like knee socks, and they're just yeah. comfy, comfy. I, I wear uh, them all the time. I struggle <laughs> with... I have to make myself 
uh, stay out of that store because there are so many cool like Bauer hats and like those cool hockey jackets and the hockey pants that I don't need because I have like I'm not talking like the hockey like shorts that you wear while you're on the ice. I'm talking like the pants that guys will wear just because it's like the stylish thing to do. Like I want all of that stuff, but it's so expensive. I know. I know. Eighty dollars for a pair of pants. I want all of it. All the things, John. I want to back up to the backup stick. <laughs> all the things. Or who said that this weekend? Didn't somebody say the things? Is that Mandy? Oh, it was Mandy. I want all the things. Yeah. She said something about the things. She said I'm upset because of all my things. Yeah. She's talking about all the all the things, things happening in her life, I guess. Freight, what are you loving right now? The idea of bed? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Alex, what are you loving? Oh, uh, well, Monty. we talked about, uh, yeah, uh, meditation. That's a big one recently. What uh, app are you using? I use Headspace, and then there's Headspace, an, the, the English guy. Yeah, yeah. Headspace. Right. What we're going to do, what we're going to do today, <laughs> we're going to go deeper when I talk about the you know, regret, you know, because you Michael don't need Kane? it. Like a Michael, younger, you don't, you don't, a Michael younger Michael Caine meditation. Michael Caine meditation. <laughs> I told you, close your bloody eyes. <laughs> don't do it. I, I told you before, you, you go count to ten. If you don't, you count backwards. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Have, her, have him count to 15, because Michael Caine says 15 really good. 15. Count. <laughs> she was only 15 years old. Only She's 15. Old. <laughs> Michael Caine meditation. That's like Stone Cold Steve Austin Creamery. That's that's funny. That's so, uh, <laughs> so I want you levitating. Levitating? Soon. I'll get there. Levitating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Levitating. What about you, yeah, Caleb? What do you like, buddy? Um, researching some places in Seattle that Alex and I are going to hit this week because we have a couple shows in Seattle. So Alex and I are going to fly in a uh, day before you guys do. You going to see Casey? Um, the guitar. My I guitar should guy. see Casey. I didn't think about that. He has another thing to add to the list. He's kind of a hot shot. How far they're, away are they? They are in. Uh, oh, you know what? They're in Portland. That's, That's pretty far. Say, they're in Portland. That in Portland. 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 So we'll probably Portland. hit some coffee oh, shops and some restaurants and do the thing. Love the so, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, oh. it'll be nice because we're flying in Wednesday afternoon and then Thursday we have nothing. Like Friday's show day. Yeah. So. Just having nothing all day just will be great. Hang. Just to hangsies and hit up some spats. Spats. Hit John? Up the spats. It was great having you this weekend, man. We love it. fun. Sure. Yeah. You're one of our best. Fun. <laughs> our best guests. Our best yeah. friends. Guests. Because you yeah. you're very resourceful. Um, yeah, I like that we can use you. I like for to all be the used. Stuff that you abused. These other guys that mm-hmm. come out, they're not. They're, so, they're they not. Don't, they don't bring anything to the table. They bring nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I bring so many in your Toyota Tercel. <laughs> That's actually Dustin Dickerson's joke, isn't it? Isn't he the Corolla. Toyota Tercel? Corolla. 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 Honda. Honda Corolla. Yeah. Okay. It's a Toyota Corolla. Toyota, yeah. but, Toyota Corolla. Yeah. Actually, it's a Toyota, it's a Toyota. Corolla, not yeah. a Honda. Yeah, right. that was, it makes it much funnier. We get it, Monty. <laughs> yeah, the Sith Lord is actually not great. I mean, he would never be caught dead at that kind of a spacecraft. It's not a spaceship. It's not a spaceship. It's a spacecraft. A shooting hand. A space. A spaceship holds at least three thousand people. A spacecraft is more of a, you know, twenty. 
25. That's your space crap. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, talk about how you can't hear in space, so when the ships blow up, you wouldn't be able to hear it. <laughs> Dropping bobs in a no gravity situation. They're not going to drop, they're going to drop too. So you do know what the critics are saying about yeah, the, the movie. Critics are saying, How, "Okay, when you're welding something in space, you're not going to see sparks light out of the Because there's no uh, oxygen. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was talking to my girlfriend. She lives in Bahrain. <laughs> Dropping yeah. bombs in a no gravity situation. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, he's right handed, so why would he have a pocket on his left side? <laughs> <laughs> Can't reach over. <laughs> oh, All right, great. All right, everybody. Shuddy up and take your blessing. Racist free. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>